Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Voices from SA. My name is Nicholas Claude. My guest this week is a, a friend. His name is Larry Nelson. He's an entrepreneur. He lives in Dipkloof in Soweto. He runs a t-shirt business, t-shirt printing business, I should say, from home, uh, where he lives with his wife and a young daughter. I met Larry a couple of years back in Orlando East when he was just getting the business off the ground and I thought it would be nice to just touch base with him, sort of get another view, another perspective on things in South Africa and Johannesburg in particular, uh, a view from the street as it were. As we normally do, chatted a little bit about his uh, youth, his childhood, schooling a bit. Um, he's known around town as Barman Larry, and so we did uh, find out how he got that nickname as well. Quite a funny story. But the focus really was on the trials and tribulations of building your own business and you know, some of the things he spoke about, uh, learning from one's mistakes, uh, building up a customer base, the hard work really that you need to put in. I suppose it sounds obvious, but you know, he does put in the hard yards. And um, the most important lesson he's learned, um, never take on more than you can deliver. Um, but we also touched a little bit, well, he's sort of in the conversation, he touched on the state of the youth, um, his concerns around drug and alcohol abuse in particular, quite alarming, but also, you know, the need for parents to build curiosity and the importance of children having a hobby um, came across quite strongly. He has a daughter, although we didn't discuss it. I know his daughter has been studying, but she's like 11 now and has studied ballet, now moved on to violin, but he said she wants to play the bass guitar. So he's obviously, you know, talking from that sort of perspective. I hope you enjoy my chat now with Larry. Thanks, Larry, for your time today. I know short notice. Uh, I, I did have a little bit of an issue with somebody who pulled out um, of an interview yesterday, so it just left me a bit short. And I have been meaning to, once I spoke to Jonse, who you know, the yeah, sneaker yeah, yeah, technician, yeah. For sure. I thought um, I need to speak to another entrepreneur in the hood. For sure. Um, <laughs> last time was Orlando East. This time I'm in Deep Cliff. For sure. And that's the first time for me as well in this part of Soweto. Yeah. Um, are you are you born here, raised in Deep Cliff? Yes, I'm actually born and raised in Deep Cliff, Soweto. But I've moved quite around as I grew up. Yeah. You know, because uh, I was born here in Paraguana Hospital. Yeah. And I think at the age of five, my mom and dad had their own things going on. And then I had to eventually go move, live with my grandmother. Okay, where was that then? Uh, that was actually in Innerdale. I don't even know where that is. It's like far south of Johannesburg, you know, okay. close to Orange Farm. Oh, so all right. Yeah, it's predominantly a colored area. Okay. And yeah, well, I guess... But your parents, a, like, separated then when you were... Yeah, yeah, when were, I was quite young. Were they separated or they were just busy? <laughs> Let's just say they were busy, eventually led to a separation, something oh, okay. like that. Because, mm. you know, my dad was quite politically involved oh, okay. in a whole lot of stuff. And at that time, he was actually a photographer. Well, he still is a photographer now. What is his name, your dad? Victor Matom. Okay. Yeah, he was... 
one of the top 100 photographers in the world. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's nominated under the top, so they've got this. Was that back in the day? Or? No, it's just like, no, 2000. And, two thousand and, oh, and he's still working as a photographer. Yeah. Jeez, I feel pretty bad. I don't even know that name. Oh, yeah. I just was... suppose you know, it goes to show you can't know anything. But then how do you get the surname Nelson? Because you're Larry Nelson, which is quite an... An incongruous name, especially in this part of the area. Yeah, because it also actually kind of boggles me as well. You know what I mean? But uh, was that from your mum's side then, Nelson? No, 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 no. It's actually from my dad's side. Okay. Yeah. So he was quite the political guy, and then so not so sure why did they change it or whatever. Maybe it was to protect me, but we actually just spoke about it very briefly because. We're not actually in such great speaking terms of now uh-huh. because, you know, just some whole lot of stuff, you know, is like, why did I, you know, you've got answers when you're all grown up, like, why did I end up end up there? But that could have just been here. And, you know, okay. Blah, 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 yeah. You know? What issues around who raised you and why you, you know were, what so I mean? you felt yeah. kind of a bit abandoned in a way. Yeah. Or? Yeah. 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 Well, when you grow up, you see quite a lot of stuff happening, you know, mm. and, but I, I, you know, always when I explain people, I ask them like, why is your surname Nelson? I just say like, it's a political era. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with me and yeah. all of those things. Me, paternally, I am Sotu. Mm. Maternally, I'm Swati. Hmm. So it's just a whole... And you're Larry Nelson. Boom. It's like a superhero now. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it like a Luke Cage like or something. Like, what is like a sniper or, you know, the one of these tech guys that work at the always call him Larry Nelson. But at school, I mean, did the guys tease you about that or ask about where you're coming from or anything like that when you were a lighty? Oh, Can you well, remember anything? Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, I imagine yeah. all the kids around you are like Conce or whatever. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. kind of. Well, it was kind of a. Vernacular know, names kind of thing. Yeah, well, it kind of happened. You know, normally at schools we had these intercom, Larry Nelson, can you please head to the office? And you're like, hmm. Mm. And people are like, you get to the office like, where's Larry? Now? <laughs> like you're standing right in front of it. I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. Let's carry on with the day, <laughs> you yeah. know, stuff like that. But yeah, it's 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 just the way it is. So um, you're not so in touch with your dad, but your mum? Are you? Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. She's still the, around. Yeah, still around, still around, full time. Yeah. What and does she do? What has she been doing? Oh, she's also been, you know, hustling. She basically runs this transporting services where she transport tourists and all of those things. You okay. Know, shuttling service. Right, okay. Yes. And then so, yeah, she's been doing it for the most of her life that I can remember. But mm. as I grew up, she was a, what do they call these people? It's sort of the back office of a hotel. What, like sort of just admin? Admin type of stuff, yeah. She was yeah. hot, yeah. She, she, she worked at a hotel industry okay. for the longest time that I remember. But of late, after, let me see, when I started high school, and that's when she started off. Okay, how, how old are you now? I'm 32. So born? 86. Okay. Yeah. But you you say you and your dad was sort of quite active then. What when yeah. you say active, what was he what was he doing? Was he like in the ANC? Or? Yeah, it's something like it was like kind of in the ANC. He was he was actually a photo he's actually a photojournalist. Right. Yeah. So hardcore. So everything just binds up into this whole political type of a stuff. He moved quite a lot, and then he came back with the Japanese family. 
And what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something else. But he lived overseas for a while then? Yes, for quite a very long time. And then he came back, married. Came back and... I was at my grandmother's, so... Yeah. Okay, so you really... He, like, lives another life to you completely. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. two different worlds. Yeah. Okay, you know, yeah. that's maybe why it created all the, 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 the separation between us. You know what I mean? Mm. Because I think it's a little bit... Look, I understand his point of view as a working man, and there's a lot to take on into this world, you know mm. what I mean? And I must remember he married a thousand miles away and came back with two kids, and do you know? Is he still living now in Joburg? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. still living in Joburg, and I'm still in touch with my siblings, though, because they oh, okay. know me. Yeah. They know me. Okay, maybe one at least, the youngest, because he's a guy, maybe, you know, the other one, she's totally into the Japanese type of a lifestyle. You know, the minimalist stuff and all of those things. But yeah. But I've they're here as well in, in Germany. No, no, they're they, they traveling now. Oh, I see. They're okay. doing the whole travel, live huh. wherever huh. Yeah, type of a thing. Creepers, so, creepers. Yeah, they... Yeah. <laughs> and so you lived with your grand then through your high school years as well? Uh, no, 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 no. After my grand was from my... Toddler's age up until high school. High school. High school, then I went to live with my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think maybe I ran away, but I'm not so sure. What happened down there? Maybe. Ran away? Yeah. From your mom? Granny. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I ran away, but not literally ran away. I just like, I'm going to pack my stuff. And you want to go live with mom now? Yeah. Okay. You know, because. You must remember, I always saw my dad once and whenever he needed to be in South Africa. Hmm. And, yeah. And I used to visit him quite a lot, but you must remember, as you grow up, you grow up to be very naughty. Especially, I think, when you're not really so much under father guidance, if I may say so. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I used to do some very terrible stuff <laughs> as you're growing up. But you must remember, these are like when I'm in primary school now. Uh, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, somewhere there, you know what I mean? Prank, uh, pranksters. Sisters and stuff like that, and hide away, and parents come and look. You know, just all this seeking attention, naughtiness mm. type of a stuff. And then eventually, ugh, just. Do you have uh, siblings, or are you you an only child? No, I've got siblings. From I mean, my mom's well, side, there's two. Okay. From my dad's side, there's three. Okay. So, but they're all like sort of step, both step siblings, kind of. There's, there's no other common siblings, is what I'm saying. Your mum and dad. No. You're the only one from between your, the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the only one. Okay. So I've got an older one from my mom's side, and the younger one, and from my dad's side, I've got another older one, and then I've got two younger. The Japanese. The Japanese. The two young nations. Yeah. Jeez, they have the two crazy. younger ones. It's quite complicated. Yeah. Or not, I don't know. Well, look, it depends how I take it, you know what I mean? If it's really something that's going to affect my thinking, no, it's not a problem. Mm. If it's something that changed the price of bread, maybe, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> but for now, nah, I'm cool mm. with it, you mm. know what I mean? How did you get the nickname Barman? Because you're known as mm. Barman Larry, but yeah, that's, how know know you. Yeah. that's how I'm introduced to you. <laughs> And I think you told me the story, but I, you'll have to crazy, remind me. It's a very crazy one, you know. We're at school, so at school there was like 
this um, function. Is that high school now? Yeah. Where's that? Where are you going to high school? Uh, I went actually went to Rhodesfield from Rhodesfield, then I changed again. You know, but this one is the one before. So what happened was it was like a sports function in school. Right, and you know when there's out. I wasn't playing sports. Uh, I'm not such good at, you know, at sports and stuff like that. So we always like you know the guys that always walk around, get into trouble if if it wasn't trouble, <laughs> you know, mm. and got and so there was a whole event, and then we basically just hanged around and you know spoke to them. and the guys were like guys, let's go organize some booze. You know what I mean? And I remember I was traveling. I was traveling from school, basically home. So what happens is uh, there's this guy that I always saw at um, where I used to get the taxis from, which is the cabs. And this guy basically asked him, dude, can you please just go inside and buy us booze? We're underage. We can't do it. I saw this guy like every day. We'd greet each other. Sean Duana, Etalantuana, you know what I mean? And yeah, I asked him, Doug, can you organize this booze? And that's how we actually got the booze. But now the problem is that we never drank it at school. We immediately left. It was a, it was a weekend function, you know? Okay, on the days, Saturday sports day. Yeah. Sports day type of a stuff where they put all the students together. So we went then, we went to a friend's place. There was nobody at home and we basically got there and we drank. Now... After that, you know, after the whole drinking stuff, we just left, you know what I mean? Only to find that there were a couple of guys that actually still need to go back to school because they were there with transport. Somebody's going to come and pick them up on the Saturday. We would just get into a taxi home and life happens. And cool. Come the Monday morning. Now, the Monday morning, we're in assembly, you know, everything Ooh, is all good and stuff okay. like that. You know, it's going to be... Now, as we're in assembly, now, after the assembly is almost done, close to the end, and the principal starts calling out, attention, attention. <laughs> All the guys that were Saturday at school and so-and-so and so and time and whatever, you know. And as they were going forward, now I'm sitting in the back, I'm cracking, you know. I wonder, like, what the hell happened, you know what I mean? <laughs> Who like, spilled ah! the beans? No, I, I had no idea what was happening. They're calling all the guys that I was with. So now, but they never called the guys that I actually left with. There were like three guys that supposed to get a transport and mm -hmm. head back to school and so they get to transport back home. And they started calling out these three guys. And I'm like, what the hell happened, you know? And we're sitting there and all of those stuff. And now, I don't know, they sort of... Now the deputy principal steps up, you know, and he grabs the mic. And he says, can the barman please step forward as well? <laughs> and we're like what's that <laughs> you know we're looking at each other like okay what's, what's it? then it comes again can the barman please step forward as well and we're like what the hell is a barman with school you know what I mean yeah. such things don't uh, never had a, never had contact with a barman you know what I mean and stuff like that you know and uh, after that then he says my name you know after a long short small little break Larry Nelson can you please come <laughs> <to> <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it sort of hit me, you know, almost like you've swallowed a big piece of iron. And now you must remember, they first started off, Barman, can the Barman please step forward? Yeah. And then they said, the Barman please step forward. After they said, Larry, can you please come forward? And like, everybody was like, oh, Barman, Barman Larry. Larry, Barman! 
you know, and it all got a whole. It was annoying. It it, it was terribly annoying because you know it stuck with me. Yeah. I think for the longest. Well, it's still with you. It's still with me. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, when you try to hide it, it's sometimes, you know. But actually, it was a cool flow for me out so that people can stop calling me Larry because it's a bit, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's quite something, you know. You know not normally people would pronounce, you know, look, I'm used to people pronounce it Larry. Larry. So, ah, oh, Larry, Larry. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just those things. So many people, they started calling me Bam and Larry and... The, the, the rest is history. The rest is history. You know, everybody still asking me today, do, do you mix drinks? I'm like, no, man. I don't do such yeah, things. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's, it was it was just, yeah, quite a something. <laughs> yeah, you make you make T-shirts. Let's talk a little bit about that, how you got into that oh, whole thing. The whole T-shirt Because that's stuff. your brand. That's your business. That's my business, actually. Bomb and Larry's. Yeah, Bomb and Larry's T-shirt bar. Yeah. So, actually, I've got two businesses. So, but they work hand in hand, so it's... Bam and Larry. Uh, basically, after uh, I was really into these um, printed T-shirts, you know. So when I was into these printed T-shirts, a lot of people just asked me, "Like, dude, like you're always wearing these cool, super swanky type, you know, after high school type of a vibes," and we sort of find our identity. So we're like all into those things when Abu Makip Keep came out. Oh, uh, yeah, Makip Keep, yeah. Yeah, and quite a lot. Oof. That's what, like 10 years ago? Huh? Yeah, more. Yeah. Even more. Sure. I think 10 years plus, you know. I remember, and those are the days of uh, YFM and stuff. Like what was the music you were listening to then? It was House. It was house the sort music. Of early house days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you listen to used to listen to your uh fresh volume four, five, six, as it goes up, a whole lot of things to mention. Mikonko and it was just that whole And the t shirts were part of that vibe then? Yeah, t shirts were part of that vibe, you know what I mean? Especially wearing local t shirt, it was the end thing. It was not as saturated as it is now, hmm. but uh, it just started out, and you know there was just a few selected. You'd have your brands. identity, yes, and you know well, quite unique. Yeah, uniqueness. You know what I mean? I remember in those days, and you know, a lot of people used to wear. Uh, it was the era of the Levi's. They used to make the Levi's turn up here, and then used to wear a Levi's long sleeve with a short sleeve on top of it. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Nice, you know, it was a thing. It was just the trend. That it was. Quite a huge trend back then, I think, on my side, you know. You've got different views as people. But uh, as it goes, and then, you know, many and I just started having this thing of, maybe I can create my own, right? And I remember, because I worked when I was quite young, you know, after my high school days, and then I, I worked at a, a printing company. But they never printed T-shirts. It was something totally out of it. They printed like, you know, these amplifiers, you know, like your DSTV, you know, like the high sense stuff and even these microphones, these gadgets, you know, they did motherboards. Uh, printing, more sort of printing chips and uh, printing... The garments, it was not garments, no, no garments at all. No, no, exactly, like electronics. Yeah, yeah electronic stuff, they, oh, they did quite an... They even did fridge things, you know what I mean? And, you know, but it okay. was, yeah... It was for those, but that time, actually, a friend of mine, 
shout out to Nico. He he was the actual one who introduced me to this thing because I think he saw the talent that I have for whatever. But I never used to do any physical printing. Now, so we just designed the stuff and send it out. Never got your hands dirty and stuff like that. And then so there was these guys upstairs from us in that same building. We They printed and this is when I designed my first T-shirt and I printed it up there. It was a big thing for me. You know, sure. Exploded and whatever and all of those stuff. And then you, you sort of realized you could make some money. Yeah, but now you see that, the, the, yeah, I realized I could make some money out of it. Then I did it for a couple of times and did it and stopped it and then focused on my work and, you know, and, and, and my daily jobs and stuff like that. So as I go, I, it sort of just faded away, you know, because mm-hmm. as you go up and then the work starts becoming quite a... What, what, what work were you doing then? Uh, okay, first, the first work that I worked, I worked as a desktop publisher, you know, you just do a whole lot of graphic kind of a stuff. And okay, so you're kind of designer. Yeah. And but had you, had you studied then? Or oh, no, you no, just no. taught street yourself. Role, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Street role. So you'd always had that in you? I mean, had you been I guess drawing so. from a, when you yeah, were a well, kid? Yeah, I've been drawing from since I was a kid, you know? Yeah. I was quite a, a good artist. Okay. Well, then, yeah. So I've been drawing since I was a kid. And, and you studied art at school? Was no. that something they offered at school? No. Yeah, it was. But, but you didn't no. do art? Mm-mm. And then it went, and then the IT thing started getting into me, you know what I mean? Okay, and so you realized you could use the computer as a design <laughs> tool. Actually, no. Then I just gained a whole lot of big thing with an IT. You know, the networking's part of stuff and all of those things. Yeah, but uh, then I went back to the designing again. You know? Because remember, at our age, back that time, we never stuck for a job for a year or two. You know? Two years was the most. Mm-hmm. Once we did two years and then go to the next job and, you know, moving around. We just moved around, 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 and around. And then eventually I landed up into, oh, sorry, I landed up to this uh, company called the Victorian Garden. They were an organic skincare company. Imagine that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and they were an organic skincare company. Whoa, then I learned something new there, you know to mix all products and stuff like a whole laboratory it's actually a lab technician and we did that whole stuff there and like mixing up yeah, moisturizers and, and stuff it's like amazing that. yeah from the powder form to making it hard to woo, it was just a total 360 degree you know and yeah then i discovered you know and the t-shirts were on a hold for them but people still knew. But I was outsourcing. But no, it actually was. It was totally not. It was non-existent up until well, three, four years ago. And okay. I was like, I'm so that's go. quite a long break you had. From, yeah. But you were still like doodling a bit and yeah, designing yeah, yeah. a bit. Oh, lots, lots. I think I overhead about a thousand something designs, hmm. and well, computers lose their memory and. Some get stolen and a whole lot of these things just go missing. And then I got back into it again. But this time I was like, I'm going to totally focus onto it now. And and get your hands dirty a bit as get well. Get my hands dirty a bit as well. But I think I'm a person that likes to learn. So I grasp a whole, something. I don't know. I don't know how do you call it. Once I, me- I me- is it meditate the right word. You know when you think and you focus a lot. You know, you don't do anything. Don't touch it. You know, 
you just sit there for a while and just think deeply about it up until it sort of like has this deep emotional feeling within you. I don't hmm. know if that makes sense. And then I'm like, I'm going to go snap. do this. And then I'm in it. Right. You know? Uh, I suppose, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I can kind of get what you're saying. It's me with, I think if I'm writing something or if I have an idea as well, also I think that drive my wife mad. She thinks I'm procrastinating and maybe I am. But you kind of just get it all straight in your head before you write something. And then yes. you write it and off you go. And then off you go. And then and I you've just got a structure it. and an approach and... Yeah, Maybe it's a similar kind of thing. Similar kind of thing, you know, because I, you know, I can. Same like even now, I'm learning quite a whole lot of stuff with these. Some guys are like, dude, you, why are you into, you know, uh, for instance, 3D printing. Right. I've already done 3D printing, but I haven't done one physically. Hmm. <laughs> that does sound a bit weird. <laughs> You've done it in your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've processed it and all of those stuff and, and stuff. Like, and then one morning I just just stopped sleeping because the ideas, they just really annoy me. I can't sleep at night. And once I think about something, I have to wake up, write it down and do something because it's going to irritate the living sleep out of me. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a word, living sleep, but yeah. So I would wake up, just do it. And I find myself seven o'clock in the morning. I'm stuck on this thing. Is that your next thing now? You're going to buy a 3D printer? Would that be your, your well, aim? Or what, what do you think? Of, what, what is the use for you of 3D printing? Well, 3D printing, I just thought it would make my life a whole lot of simpler because um, as from my five years getting now back into this whole T-shirt printing stuff, because at this point where I'm standing right now, I think I'm quite an advanced level for somebody who hasn't had any formal training in printing and whatever it's the whole youtubing stuff and you know you go to the printers and you observe what they're doing that's most of my friends i always tell them dude how do you learn all of these things? i'm saying just look at it man hmm. and engage with what's happening there it will happen to you you know what i mean look uh, blind people can also do things <laughs> i don't know so mm. really, I don't know. you know what i mean so now I've got all these equipment and I've got different techniques and stuff like that. And, you know, so my 3D printing process is going to add in something again into the whole T-shirt type of a vibes. Hmm. Because I don't want to do the conventional ones where people are going to make like people's heads or something or what. Or maybe I might actually do it, chop it in half and get it on a T-shirt. But it must be quite thin material and whatever hmm. because... Uh, 3D printing use a whole lot of polythyrene, whatever, and polyester T-shirts. There's a place where they mix. I didn't, because um, I thought 3D printing was more to kind of make objects, right? For sure. Not well, to. Well, look, now there's print something in 2D. If it's there's not 3D T-shirts, you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you mean. Like have some sort of it actual sort of textured. Yeah, because what uh -huh. actually happens is that you will see. Um, it's actually an in thing now. It's quite Jeez, a big I'm out of it, man. I'm an old belly, you know. I'm not in with the youth. Well, yeah, well, you know what I mean. You also come across your same age. You know, you bump into the same kind of people <laughs> you're supposed to be bumping into. <laughs> so there's like this new okay. 3D printing thing Jeepers, that's been going creepers. on. Where the text sort of is like embossed. Right, right, like right. Yeah, yeah, got you. There, but there's nothing actually Crikey. in there. Okay. You know? yeah. So obviously, and my way of doing things is that you can even maybe emboss somebody's logo in here mm, on mm. the arm sleeve yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. You can cut it out with a 3D printer, take that thing, make a recess, and yeah, 
you know, it's the whole punch it, punch it in. You know, make sure you get the material lining underneath that's quite hot. Maybe some polyformal material, mm. polythyrene or whatever. Mm. Put it in there, punch it up, press it in, and the tissue's going to harden right there where you've actually placed that, um, what did I call it? Maybe I can call Object. it a recess or whatever. You know, the, the mold or Jeepers, yeah. Yeah, so there's quite a lot of things. It's just a whole lot of innovations. And stuff. I suppose then... Yeah, you're 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 only limited by your imagination, I suppose, and what you can exactly do. Exactly that. You know what I mean. A lot of people are scared to mm. do a whole lot of mistakes because I remember mm. when I, sorry, when I started my whole printing stuff. I oh, my mom actually bought me a small little printing machine. Big ups to her. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, dude, come, let's go get this thing. But unfortunately, you don't buy a screen printing machine and think, boom. That's how it's going to happen. No, it's not a magic wand. A lot of trial There's and error. Of, besides a lot of trial and error, there was a lot of stuff actually that needs to follow. There, there was the chemistry. There was oh, that right, one person. Yeah, yeah. There was the, all of those things. Yes. And you can imagine how many hours you have to sit down and figure out this thing. Yes, if, you, if you're teaching yourself, I suppose. I yeah. mean, that's the big challenge, isn't it? And now it? you I must mean, remember how much money you're you messing up a lot. Oh, you know what I mean? And yes. We went in for it, but you must remember, I never took it as a business on my side. It was purely passion. So you were working at the same time. So this was just you were doing it in the in your yeah, spare time kind of thing. Spare time kind of a thing, you know. But it took a lot of things that it ended up just killing my productivity at work. Mm. You know, when you get to a point in your life. Luckily, where I used to work. Actually, this is a nice story. Luckily, where I used to work, there was this German lady. She was our manager. But she could see that, Larry. Actually, you're not focused here. Mm. You know? Um, go and do what your heart does. But let me assist you. You know? And it was the two of us going for the kill. Now, now when we work, we literally could work in a year in advance. She taught me that technique. It's quite amazing. You know? I could actually, we could actually work one year in advance. And then within throughout the whole year, we just do these egg hot stuff, you know. Go help this one out. Go help this one out. Go help this one out. Meanwhile, whatever's needed from you, it's already done. Hmm. You know? And came three years, four years ago. And she says, Larry, if you're still here, by the age of 30, you're done, boy. It's nothing. You're not going to do anything. You know what I mean? And then she quit. <laughs> like, okay. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. I'm also quitting. She was and like, you must remember, we never left the company in shambles. Hmm. They had everything going on for them and whatever and stuff like that. Because uh, from the company side, as I told you, I was getting quite heavily into the tech stuff. So we started making the online shops and the e-commerce stuff of the company oh, okay. and stuff. But it was just purely out of interest. Now you must remember, the boss is very excited, but not pocket-wise. And <laughs> he just kept on, you know, making, is, you know, making demands, not demands, not but demands, just letting but you just go. Yeah, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, try reaping, this, try reaping this. the benefits you know of I your mean? enthusiasm. Actually, yeah, and went, you know, they actually uh, uh, um, employed, uh, em well, employed uh, some advertising ad agency, whatever. And you must remember, these people are getting a retainer. There's no <sighs> month end stuff from them, you know. Mm. And all of the stuff, I used to crush them out, you know. Mm. Just do it like this, you know, and just do it like this. And they'd go like, oh, this is actually cool, you know. 
and stuff like that because the t-shirt stuff actually gave you how to have an eye for a whole lot of things you know what i mean because this is a moving billboard you know mm. it expresses how people feel and people vote they buy a t-shirt you know t-shirt is basically our staple way mm. you know tell me somebody who doesn't have one you know either they wear them underneath on top or shelving mm. or all of mm. those things mm. you know so it's quite a great medium and it's stuff. a kind of a yeah some sort of message to the world one message way or another one way or the other you know you sort of get to express yourself you know it's actually kind of a voice for people who can't really speak that much mm. <laughs> i don't know you know that's quite a deep way of looking at it yeah yeah you know because you just walk by and somebody wears a t-shirt you can already tell what kind of a person they are without them explaining a lot mm, mm, and mm, mm. it's quite sure. interesting you know are you so carry on uh, no no you carry on no it's just um so you're still in touch with that german woman who was oh yes 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 we talk a lot she motivates me and yeah, oh, she's, cool, yeah. she's one and amazing but she's she was actually quite very old and but you she's a staunch german lady you know she baths for two minutes exactly and <laughs> drinks the tea for three seconds exactly and you know and you must remember quite structured it. yeah she 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 but she understood me because I, I really maybe because I really like to work mm. I get very agitated I can't sit you want to occupy your mind with something. yeah with something that's mm. why normally when I go out to even when we go out to a party wherever I'll always be standing on my feet you know and mm. I can't sit down I don't know something about my weight maybe. When you get into it now, though, okay, so you take quite a big leap. You've got your your T-shirt machine, your lot of trial and error and all of that. But once yeah. you're up and running, I mean, you've also had like it's a it's a it's a it's a hard world, isn't it? Like establishing your own business and oh, the yes. ups and downs Oof. of of all of that. Can you just talk a little bit about how you kind of cope with those setbacks? Yeah. And, and stay positive. Yeah. Um, look, it's tough, you know. But I always tell a lot of people, you must get over the emotional part of things, of the business, the side of the business, you know. Because if, if you put too much emotion into it, you'll get... Um, how can I put it? If it's passion, it's the love, you know what I mean? It's the it's the addiction, if I may say so, you know, lack of a better word. But uh, you wouldn't mind spending upon it because, you know, the, in the outcome it will... In the end, you will it, it, you'll get, get, what to where you, get where you want to be going, you know what I mean? Because I always believe that some way or the other, we've all received what we once dreamt about. Hmm. You know, some way or the other, we've all received what we dreamt about. It's just that you need to find it, you know? So it's in you living with your within your dreams right now because where you are right now you actually dreamt about it. It's just it might be flooded by some bad comings and stuff like that. But um, so you take the setbacks as part of the journey. I mean that's just you know what, it's temporary. You know what I mean? It's always it's, problems are always differ because me if I stumble upon a problem with whatever and I fuss I keep on don't fuss too much because you're not gonna get to the end of it. You know what I mean? Mm. Only to get to the end of it, then I beat myself and I'm like, ah, my man, why did you fuss about this thing, Valley? It was not really so hard, you know? So you pre-fuss or whatever, you know, predetermine the outcome only to find it's not really going to be that hard. But then again, you must remember, it's all about the passion. A lot of people, they go out there for the money, you know? 
and then once you get to the money to 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 the money part of it the passion also goes because the greed starts growing now now the greed gets up there and because most people when they come into me and said oh larry i also want to do printing print t-shirts and i'm like "Mm, are you serious sure sure will you be able to deal with what's going to come and stuff like that you know because it tells people that dude i can hoit 250 t-shirts in four hours Yo, how do you do that? Oh, I actually took one hour, two hours, one hour, 30 minutes setting it up so that I can print in two mm-hmm. hours. <laughs> you know, so it's the whole confusion thing. If you did it right in the setup and then you'll just free flow up until to the end. You know what I mean? But uh, dealing with all these other comings, you know, in terms of finances, mm. everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. I believe. Mm. You know. Because Especially I mean, you, when you start something, but you, it just doesn't pop up out of anywhere. You know who your customer base is. You know you have to wake up and go knock at the door because the ordinary guy that passes you by the street doesn't know you're printing T-shirts. You know? They might n- know you're printing T-shirts, but they don't know about your new technique. You know? It's all about chilling so it's it the up. marketing the, as well. Yes, the knocking on the doors. All of us, we can do a whole lot of things, but the customers, we know where they are. We, we, everybody who starts a business knows what went wrong, what it did wrong, and it's always within them, the owners themselves. Mm. You know, we all know the problems. Well, I think that's. Let me just correct myself. As far as I think, yeah. you know, some people might be ripped off. Okay, cool. They've been, you know, that's unforeseen. <laughs> but um, yeah. We all know how, what, what actually happens. If you're going to sit here, at, you know where your next customer is. Because somebody somewhere or the other have told you, dude, I would might need your services. Just sit back, relax, and think where that guy came from or where that voice was, you know, in your spectrum and your space and your stuff like that. What do you think are the biggest sort of lessons you've learned then in the progress of your, yeah, the sort of the journey so far. What do you you think sort of you've taken from that? Don't take on more than what you can chew, mm. right? And so sort of don't overcommit to something that you're not going to deliver. You know, uh, that's the hardest part because okay, well, especially with our with what I'm doing. You know, I can take on 10 t-shirts and I'm like, I'm going to do it. Then the 200 comes along. All of it just piles up all in one day. Right? But some other stuff, it's okay to turn them down. The clients won't say no if they know you. Mm. They're going to rather give you a bit of time. But a lot of people are afraid to say, I can't do this for you right now. Right, right, right. They're very afraid because they think, oh, this person might never come again. So it better be sort of honest and say, look, I'll get it to you next week or whatever, yeah. or just a bit jammed right now. Just yeah. give me a break. Just Instead of just t- taking it with the fear that you'll never hear from those people uh, again. People you again, you know. And one thing I've always learned, look, it m- I think it might sound a little bit pompous, too cool for school, but uh, I always tell myself, my life was actually better before you came in here with your problem. <laughs> hmm. We're in the business of solving problems. You know, and one thing I know about clients is that they'll make you feel shitty about anything. 
especially if they're paid, you know? So what I tell myself is that, look, if I say no to you, my life was actually also quite okay before you actually mm. came with your five seconds of approach to me, you know what I mean? You were here just now. You were here not just now, you know what I mean? And then now you're here, now I'm over flooded with work. You know, some people, they beg your stuff and all of that, that, you know what I mean? That's why I always tell people, look, do you want me to disappoint you? Do you want me to help you later or to lie to you now and disappoint you because you're going to be angry and more angrier than what you came here? So we just have to take it one step at a time and say, look, this is a progress. It's a process, you know. Mm. It's not some things that you buy off a shelf. If it's right. off a shelf, you can yeah, take can go and go to the I'll shelf. just increase the price to make people, hmm. you know, always increase your price to slow down the pace of people. Hmm. Well, I guess that's what they do. Hmm. Yeah. Once there's a big demand, just up the price. So then all of us are panicking. I'll have to extra more stuff. You have to fork out more money, more logistics, more everything. So once there's too many people, up the price, and then we'll be good to roll. Hmm. You know, you won't put everybody under stress. I imagine that you're in contact with other entrepreneurs such as yourself, especially sort of creative people in not only Deep Cliff and Soweto as a whole in Johannesburg. Oh, yes, yes, what, what, yes. What is the state of the sort of world for particularly young black entrepreneurs like yourself, would you say? Is it, is it, a, is it, a, is it a state of possibility or is it a real, is it, is it um, a world of everyday struggle? Or do I mean, well, do, do those two sort of go hand in hand yeah. anyway? Yeah, well, you know, um, look, it's a world of possibilities out there. A lot of people are very creative, right? And the thing is that our media, any form of media, either it be radio, um, TV, social medias, the whatever, they're constantly flooding people with the idea of money. We understand money's right up there with fresh air and stuff like that. But as human beings, can we also just have an opportunity to specialize in something? You know? Um, wherever you go, it's just, you know, I, when we used to grow up, what do you want to be when you grow up? A doctor, teacher, you know? Somebody with influence, somebody who can stand tall and whatever. But you ask these kids now, what do you want to do? I want to be Casper in your vest, man. I want to fill up domes. I'm like, you don't learn to do those things. Mm. You know, you, it's, 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 it's the passion that comes with it, you know. And it comes with great rewards. And, you know, even if you look on, uh, 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 um, what do they call this? Uh, if you open up uh, YouTube. Hi, my name is Soso. I've made 10 million rand. Can you see the beach house behind my thing? Those things are flooding my mind with a whole lot of things that I really need to make money. What about me? Why don't you think that I can actually make a difference in the world? Hmm. You know? So technically, if those things will to evolve, these marketings of people, a lot of money, prostitution can actually be a good thing. Human trafficking, people are going to start selling their lungs because, you know, we need of the money. And they're rubbing it in your face that everybody needs to make them. You know, it look... Um, if you're nobody, if you don't have a lot of money. A million. Now, the thing is, the threshold is the million, you know? You need to make a million at a certain age. Like, Why? Can't I just live my life? You know what I mean? So I'm, every day I'm going to sit there and 
be depressed about that particular million that I need. <laughs> if you ask him, okay, why do you need that million? Um, hmm, I don't know. Just so that I can have a million. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the simple answer. And now you must remember, uh, everybody wants to be out there. They want to get paid and, you know, money is good. Money, everybody's money is freedom. You know, it's freedom to do whatever you want to do or you feel like doing. You know what but I mean? not at any cost. You, not, you not know any, what I mean? Not at any price. Or not at any price, you know. But it's just a whole lot of freedom, you know. You can get people out of the mud hmm. and, you know, well, if you've got money, you're not really going to be so much mud, but maybe just dust. But, yeah, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. And now the thing is that out here in the world, Everybody's just talking about the money. Why the money? What do you want to do? Buy the mansion? You must remember, these mansions, they also need to be maintained. And the one thing that I keep on telling my friends is that you must remember, oh, no, I want to be rich. I want to be rich and all of those things. Rich people, they actually pay people. That's their, what's their life based on. They're constantly paying people. Pay people to do this for you. Pay people to do that for you. Pay this, pay this, pay. You even paid by them, you know. They pay you to shut up. They pay you to, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you must remember, are you willing to pay? Because some people just said, oh, I just want to have a million to keep it. No, that million is actually to pay up a lot of things up until it runs out or you die. Hmm. Choose a battle or two, you know what I mean? So out here, you know, we must, actually everything starts with the youth. You know, because they're going to grow up with, uh, I think maybe they're going to kill us. Our children's children, they're really going to hate us because we're creating this whole big thing about money, the fake life. The material world. The material world, you know. What is um, your sense of the state of the youth today? I mean, we've got an election coming up now. Are, are, are people even discussing no. those issues of politics and... No. The, the situation they're in. No. Okay, no. as far as I know, I haven't heard any youth. Only thing that I've heard about of late was State of the Nation. And this kid is like, so the State of the Nation addressed, how does it affect me? And I'm like, ooh, good question. I don't know either. You know? Because they've been saying one thing over... Look, I'm, I'm not blaming government for anything, for everything. We're all humans. You know? But if you are the government and the ANC and you expel a whole lot of flashiness and in front of my face, I also want that. You know what I mean? And you must remember there was a lot of um, influential political people who grew around us. You know? yeah. Some people had no money, but all of a sudden you're driving a Maserati. How did you get that right? The reason for my question is I've never seen you work. So where you went, you actually just made a deal through your mouth and then boom, Maserati. What is the purpose of me going to school? You know? Because obviously if me and you come from literally next door neighbors, I saw the, how the rest of your life panned out. We've been hanging around together. Immediately you joined like a the political party and tomorrow you drive a Maserati and I'm like how did you do that and you're all shady about it 
What does it say? Because if you're an honest guy, you just simply say, my man, I studied, bro. I was with you. Remember when I told you I wanted this type of a thing? But you saw nothing like that. You saw not, You know what I mean? Because, mm. dude, if you really made it very clear to me, we would have been in the same boat right now. But I don't know what you did. You know? So it's very difficult to, you know, case some political leaders. Go, Where did you get that money from? Let's just be honest. Show me a salary and see. Let's see how does it go. You'll never see that, man. It'd rather, it'd rather kill you. If I show you, I need to kill you. You know, <laughs> type of a situation. So yeah, the youth, they, 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 they look. They're doing a whole lot of drugs now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is that an issue? Well, it's, it's a big one. You know, not so. So I'm not so sure about the statistics of it, but as far you as feel I can, it. you can feel it. You know what I mean? They've got no. You know when. When 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 a fourteen year old is gonna speak to you like he's a twenty one year old, you know it's something very questionable. What's up happening in your mind? You know you must be under some stop to substance, thinking that you're high. In age, well, you're high mentally because you're drugged up. You know mm. that high, but that high comes with all the eyes. Mm. You know, and yeah, so they do a whole lot of drugs, and they've all got this. I call it the demon of sex. Hey, don't say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, because these young girls, all of them, they are, they've got the sexually sexual artillery. You know, like the makeup, the hair, and you must remember the media sold it thing to us is sexy. Mm. So if you come with your lipstick and the mini skirts and all of those things, the only thing you can think about, sex. Even they said, friend, let's dress sexy. You know? So a lot of youth are also getting into those things. Look, there's a lot of things that you can focus on and stuff like that. And in our neighborhoods, a lot of pubs, joints, taverns are mushrooming everywhere. Mm -hmm. So drinking is cool. Mm. You know? Drinking is awesome. Spending six grand a night is life. That's basically what it translates to. You know? Mm-hmm. We don't have uh, recreational centers. Spaces. Spaces, yeah. you know? Mm. Tennis court has been run down. Mm. And stuff like that. But you know or, what I or mean? Or like even, I suppose, it could be like um, a computer center where yes, kids can... can break them and build them. You know, not necessarily click, click, you know? Children can come together get a lot of scripts i've actually seen a lot on these uh social media marketplaces and online shenanigans and stuff like that they've got quite a lot of these computers that they sell very cheap you know i'm actually quite shocked if they say school don't have computers because when you look at marketplaces these things are like a grand for a fully fledged dell computer students can use them and you must remember i always say that because I've been saying it for a very longest time. You see, the problem with our youth, especially in the townships, they don't have hobbies. If you've got a hobby, you can create it into career. Hobbies is what starts started companies. Well, in my thinking, mm. you know, is that uh, sort of just through a lack of money, or is it just a lack of inspiration from their parents or their 
just general surroundings? Is it part of that whole, as you're saying, about all these distractions of it's all drugs the distractions. and alcohol? Yeah, parents, we don't do much, you know, because a parent is actually the tool that shapes a child's life. Buy him the guitar, you know. He's not going to buy himself a guitar. He doesn't have the money. But I can go squander <laughs> a grand in 30 minutes at a thing. Is Whereas you can just buy a guitar and a little Abanez amp. And it will cost you about a thousand rand if you just look in the right places. Or just ask a lot of people who are within those things. Hey guys, I want my kid to start the guitar. I've got a thousand rand. Can you please hook me up? Social media works like that. The world will respond. Mm. Some will say, can you please take this guitar out of my hand? You don't need to pay me as long as you come and pick it up. You know, now in the era of drones, you know, it all starts with a hobby. You know, you even like back then, you know, find successful guys that were mechanics. Oh, no, I just used to enjoy making little things. And my dad said, OK, you built this little engine only to find it's a motorbike engine. Oh, now I own a motorbike shop. Oh, now I build engines. Oh, now, I, you know, everything built from all these curiosity uh, 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 factors that basically shapes how you do things. You know, if I'm curious about something, we've got a little bit of a strip. You can buy a little lighty drones for 200 rand. When he masters that drone, what's the big one? You know what I mean? You can buy the plane, um, fly the planes, you know? And it starts growing up from there because the landing, you must get it properly. And you must remember if you can control something from a distance, imagine what you'll do when you're actually in a cockpit. You know what I mean? Because what's this game? I grew up Flight Simulator 98. <laughs> I used to play it. <laughs> And apparently, yes, if I know that, I can actually drive a plane because there's a whole lot of same things, similar, hmm. you know, checking up all your gauges, your latitudes and stuff like that. We did a whole lot of flight simulating, crashed many times. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? So it, everything just starts basically on how your parents... Curiosity as well, though, is an important thing, isn't it? A to be curious. Yes, it, it, de it develops you. You know, you take something to a next stage. Say, for instance, I've got a plane. And I can see my plane is not actually flying at that speed. Oh, what might it be? Then you start going, the propeller. Maybe the propeller's a bit too heavy. Larry, Bowman Larry's got a 3D printer. Let me print one out of plastic. Not a more rigid one. So it can have the same weight and then you start balancing out your stuff. You don't necessarily have to do the whole mathematical equations, the one. Those things will come as you need to explain it with people, to people, you know, because you get to learn it, you know. Same like mus musicians, you know, when they read the instruments. That thing looks like a whole lot of, I don't know what's happening there, you know. But once you get into it, now you start knowing this note is this, this is that, this is that. And I think that's how the development goes of it, you know. We've got a lot of things. Kids should be droning out there. And once they start droning, they get the mental thing that, hey, we can actually deliver these things, you know? And then someone will be like, oh, what if somebody shoots it down? No, you can't shoot it down. You're simply going to tell them this thing has got a facial recognition system because they'll see the camera. Now it's going to scare you out. This guy goes, oh, now we can start changing, chasing criminals. They're going to shoot our drone. No, they won't. It's going to be too difficult. But anyway, we've already got the location, so it's already 
on this and we know who actually shot our things. Make delivery simple. Make whatever, all of those things, you know. Be ahead of the countries. I mean, be ahead like all the other countries. Be the first uh, beer delivery drone in Deep Cliff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Less traffic. Nobody's going to get in trouble. All of those things. Because one thing that you just send me money, once if my drone gets there, then you must know you must process the payment. Otherwise, I'm going to fly away. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's all those technological stuff, you know? Same like, um, and I've been reading a lot about these uh, uh, um, chips and barcodes that they're using, you know, especially in these um, Japanese stores and these Chinese thingies where you find a little kiosk. There's nobody inside. Mm. Everything is just little cabinets and then you just scan this, scan this. You walk yeah. up. You know, we can do something Pure like self that. Self-service. Self-service, you know what Self-checkout. I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do this. Look, crime is cr- crime is everywhere. But you must look something beyond, you know. Um, look, you can't say crime is going to stop me from buying a car. Or my favorite car. We buy it in Soweto anyway. You know, they were like, oh, you know what? The Polo is the most stolen car ever. You know? I'm going to buy one next week. <laughs> That's how we roll. I'm going to buy one next week. You know what I mean? But obviously, with the curiosity that builds around these things, we should have created already GPS uh, uh, um, tracking devices. You know what I mean? Well, they do have those now, I suppose. I'm talking about particularly here mm. in the township. We've got lots of time. Mm. You know what I mean? We, 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 we. You know, it's not like in the burbs where children have mural activities for oh, the whole day, man. It's going to go to tennis, chess, mm. cello, you know, all of these things. I was just sitting there and chill out, you know. Especially when a toddler comes and tells you they're bored, you must know something's very wrong. <laughs> mm. How do you get bored? How do you know of interesting times? <laughs> you know of exciting things because you're still young. You know what I mean? But that's it. And then, you know, there's always emphasis. Just hobbies, man. Just get our kids a lot of hobbies. Make it fun. Don't shove it down. If they don't like it, it's not their thing. You know? You start with small little things. I remember when we used to grow up, maybe it's because we never had cars and we make the cars out of the wires. Oh, yeah, I remember those things. That was great invention. You know Mm. what I mean? That was great. They just needed somebody to say, let's put some bodywork into it. Have you thought about the engine? You know, and all of those stuff. And you can only, as a child, you can only learn from what you get because as I grow up, the first people I'm going to mimic is the actual people in my family. Mm. So if you talk, speak like gangsters, hey, hey, I'm going to speak like one. Mm. You know? If I'm taken by certain things, I'm going to be that certain particular thing. You know what I mean? We need to end up now. What what is the, what are the next couple of years now hold for you? What are your sort of ambitions now for the for the operation here? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, quite a lot, because <laughs> now uh, <laughs> one of the things is that the, the, the latest ones is that uh, which has been coming a lot. I've been working with a lot of musicians, so within my, I've been doing a lot of stuff for other people now actually developing their brands. A lot of them have been coming to me and say, Larry, we really like your print work and, you know, your eye for how you look at things and stuff like that. And 
lot of artists came. One of the famous ones is Aries, some hip-hop guy, and DJ Slick, some other ones, a couple of few ones. I'm not, my hip-hop, South African hip-hop game is not so great, you know, so I don't necessarily listen to it, but, you know, there's so much stuff, and, you know, but I'm working on another one, uh, you know, the band called The Brother Moves On. Oh, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. I'm working with them now. Oh, we're going to cool. work with a couple of merchants, uh, merchandise for them. Oh, and sweet. we're going to uh, create the whole thing because they're also trying to sell CDs. So we're going to partner it up with the merchants so that they have a big store, you know what I mean? So, And we sell all their merchants. And then also going to release my... Sorry. I'm going to release my range called Being. Being as in like human being. Being parts. Essence of a person. So, But I'm featuring a whole lot of Jazz musicians, so we try. That's one of the. Oh no! This is actually the slick guy, the hip hop guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, this is actually him. See how I do it now? Yeah, but I'm working on the jazz guy, so I'm gonna bring back the Yuma T-shirts, of which I've never seen much of, if not none. Um, you know, old even the living jazz musicians, because I really think jazz is going right down the mm. in our music spectrum. You know. Yeah. And I think that's a nice way of bringing it up, you know. But I want to pump it big time into the young kids. Adults, well, cool, you know. You've got your favorites. I'll cater for you. But I want to grasp, you know, the teenagers, even from a toddler to a teenager, you know. The mm. essence of music, it actually starts with jazz, you know. And jazz is spiritual, man. It's not like, hey, I need to make a hit. Jazz sounds different to each and everybody. But all the other genres, you know, they sound the same. If they swear, they swear. <laughs> you know? Mm. If they talk about once you come to jazz, it hits you in a different spot every time. Mm. You know? You can listen to it while you're sleeping. You can drive while you're going. But if you've got the big... Then you can't talk. You can't think. You're just in this adrenaline mode. You know? So we want to get the young guys into the jazz. So I'm really trying to get into that, you know? Hmm. Have my stuff gone out? Since music is such a big influence in kids, we're going to sort of like, you know, uh, uh, drift in that direction of the music scene and focus more on that and get the jazz. I've got a very good like for jazz. Oh, you can see. You know, yeah. Like kind of, yeah. Jazz so you're going to try and change the world as you go along? As I go along. You know what I mean? And it will come as long as I enjoy what I'm doing and then the business will look after me I'd like to have millions yes <laughs> but I'd like to be taken care of as well by what I'm creating you know let it look after me let mm. the system feed itself mm. you know then I'm not going to have to work any more few any more seconds in my life you know everything is going to be fun when I'm doing something I enjoy it to the best of my abilities and Hope the world enjoys it with me. That's what I want to do. Larry, thanks a lot. Eh? It's good to talk to you. <laughs> thanks a lot, Nick, man. Positivity. All the way. <laughs>
and the kind of pressure on people to just judge their success through being wealthy well, it was quite interesting. So I hope you enjoyed that. Voices from SA is hosted on Audio Boom, but you can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your colleagues, tell your friends, tell the world. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Claude. Cheers.